So, yeah, welcome to Growing Rugby League Podcast. Uh, you're sharing different stories of others growing rugby league, uh, a part of Srama Rugby League recruitment and connections out there. Um, today we have Dan Birdshaw on, um, who's head coach of the Ukraine Heritage Rugby League here in Australia, assistant coach of the national team and head of the coaching education with Ukrainian-based coaches. On top of that, an established career in rugby league who has a great story, um, plus one of the very passionate people in, in rugby league world who does so much for myself with SRAM Rugby League recruitment for a number of years, uh, which I'm you know, greatly appreciative of. Um, he is truly growing rugby league. Um, how are you, mate? I'm good, thanks, mate. Happy days. Yes. Um, how's the weather down there today? Oh, it's it's pretty good. I think well, I wanted to hit about 36, 37 degrees. Yes. Um, on for a Thursday, it's going to be spring. I mean, it's a bit different from where I'm from back in the UK. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So I've got to obviously time my um, time out there in the sun. I still still want to get sunburned in a bit of winter. Um, yeah. So I've still got to got to balance my time out that in that weather. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's a hot one up here today as well. But yeah, dead set um, near Brisbane. I've never seen the weather like it. Um, this year, like, is similar to how they talk about with Melbourne. You get one one day it's freezing cold, next day um, it's, it's been hot, and then yeah, it's just all over the shop. Um, but yeah, before we before we get stuck into um, you know Ukraine rugby league um, and your tournament this weekend, could you give an in depth um, your rundown of your you know your career experience, your journey to Australia? Um, the teams, et cetera, that you know, led yourself to Ukraine Rugby League and with Scrum Rugby League recruitment um, and your time here in Australia? Yeah, um, it actually started in a, in a small village in the, the north of England, um, just east of Hull. Um, I am a red and white, so Hockingston Rovers is my team. Um, yeah. Supported them from a young age with my, my family. Um, when we did actually start supporting them, there were sort of division two, division three and small crowds, plowed field, lots of rain. Um, so we're taking a to enjoyment of the um, the success we've so far have achieved this year, making the Challenge Cup final in the top four, mm-hmm. um, which is a contrast to my Australian team, which is West Tigers. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to go too much in depth about those guys. Uh, but yeah, so I started, started playing, um, so at the age of 10, um, my younger brother actually got asked first and, um, he was a gun absolutely just from the start. He was just, just a great player. Um, and I remember the conversation with my parents I was like, right, I'm going to play. And I was the worst player in the worst team in the competition. I think there's footage of me where, when I first started, where there's a ball get dropped and I run away from the ball, <laughs> um, just on the field. And it was like one of those things. And it was kind of, I think I, um, what was the word? What's the word of it? Um, not a bit intimidated. Just really didn't know what I was doing there, but I just enjoyed yeah. the camaraderie of everybody. And it wasn't until a few years later where I actually broke my arm. I fell over during a tackle, broke my arm, and actually realised. I remember actually walking off the field, holding my arm, saying, "Hey, it doesn't hurt that much." Mm-hmm. Arm was in cast for six weeks. Came back. Apparently, I was a different person. Just loving the contact. I was in the middle, tackling everything. Um, and I think that really goes down to something for me and I try and 
relating to all my coaches and coaching that yeah. it doesn't matter who who they are. They could be um, somebody who's sort of one of the, the worst players. You've got that time and you, you find the right sort of the key to open their door just to mm. try and find the right thing for them to help turn them into a better person or get that confidence. I think that's something for me. Um, so, yeah, so I went from one year being the worst player in the team to coming back after a broken arm and becoming the captain the next year and yeah. uh, picked up some trophies. Um, a few years down the line, we we didn't have, some, as I say, we're a small sort of kind of like small town. Uh, yep. Uh, what 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 team was that? So there's a team called Kangam Vikings, Kangam yep. Vikings, and they used to they've turned into Holderness Vikings now, more of a, a regional based team. Yeah, uh, yep. I still follow a lot of the, what they do on social media, and even last year when I uh, the other year when I went down back to the UK, I went down to the field and yeah, sort of relived a few memories and pretend to kick a few conversions and you know just living life like well, as a youngster. Mm. Um, and then I went across to um, a team called East Hall. Seventeens, uh, yep. because uh, we didn't have a have a team back then. Um, went down, and we were kind of a, a bunch of um, sort of a smaller, can't we, lack of a better term, a bunch of rejects from other clubs, and a couple of guys who were local. And yeah, it was just a just a great, just a great, really bonded really well. We had a coach who just really sort of built the camaraderie and really built as a, as a group. We were tiny. I think I was. 71 kilos, um, played a centre at that point, centre wing. Um, it's what, five, seven, 71 kilos, and I was the second biggest in the team. We were like, we were tiny. And we remember one of our first games, we played this team called Hansel Parkside, who were huge. They were favourites for the comp, they were all contracted, um, everything like that. I remember that we went past them in the warm-up and they were like, oh, look at these little kids, we're going to smash hell out of them. <laughs> And um, yeah, it was just just down to our tenacity and desire to work for each other, and we had four or five people in the tackle. And um, yeah, my dad nicknamed us the Gremlins, like all these little kids just jumping on people. And, and mm-hmm. anyway, we beat them fifty six six in the first game. Jeez, <laughs> um, I actually went undefeated that entire season. Jeez, um, yeah, and it was just just down to that that effort and working for each other and really desire for each other on the like, defensive lines and really, really enjoying defending. I think that's something I've, I really built my, my game on and something that as a coach now, I still just love coaching that aspect of defense. Like yeah. just, um, I would say like attack without the ball. I just, mm. I just love that sort of desire and trying to get your, your team working for each other and defending defending your lines for each other. It's, it's something that you really want to work for the man next to you. I mean, yeah. everyone wants to take that carry in the, in the good ball line. And um, yeah, it's, it's when you, when you, when you're defending next to somebody, that's when, you know, they're like a true mate or a good, good footballer. That's something that, yeah, that I really believe about. Um, a couple of years later, um, so my, my grand, grandfather's side are Scottish. I had the yep. opportunity to um, represent Scotland under uh, 19s. And I was 18 years old, and we went on a tour of Holland, Italy, Serbia. And that was my first real um, experience of European rugby league and international rugby league. And um, my parents dropped me off, I remember, at the bus stop um, where we had a bus. So it's not days of flying everywhere. I mean, it's not that long mm. ago, but it was cheap enough to get a get a bus everywhere, like a coach. Um 
And yeah, I was away for two weeks with like 40 odd guys. It was like probably the best time of my life. Just going to Holland, playing footy, going to Italy, Serbia, back to Italy. Yes. Um, and just experiencing them. Like being in Belgrade was one of the great experiences. We'd gone there and we'd absolutely pumped that team. And as soon as the game finished, they were coming over, literally shaking our hands, asking for autographs. And mm-hmm. I remember one guy was like, oh, thank you for coming here and showing us how football should be played. And that's something about, okay, I love, and this is what I love about football is that it doesn't matter where you are in the world, you you have that connection through the sport and yeah. just that appreciation of just being there. And it doesn't matter if you're there to get pumped by 50 or you're there pumping somebody else. It's the impact that you and the sport can have on people and, and the yeah. world. And, um, yeah, it's something that anyone can coach a really, really, really good side, but to take – something small and to create something big. And I think that's what's when I take my hat off to you, Shrams, about uh, I'm happy to help out with you. It's just the way you're willing to, hence the name of the title, Grand Rugby League. It's, it's, mm-hmm. we've, we've all had, we've all got stories of what we've achieved and what we've gained from being involved in this game. Um, and I think that's something that we impact different parts of our lives. Yeah, I, I definitely. I wouldn't be across here in Australia on the on a podcast to you, and if it wasn't for the rugby league, it wasn't me meeting all these other people and connections around the world. If it wasn't for this great game, and I think it's something that um, people like yourself need you need to take your hat off, mate. And sometimes sort of think about what great stuff that you've got. I mean, you help so many people travel the world and experience different things, and yeah, I think that's something about this this game is is great, something different. I don't hear yeah. stories like this with with soccer or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Look, the game, obviously globally, um, you know, is still still very young, but you know, still so much opportunities out there, and um, you know, so many people um, like yourself that are, you know, has got all these great stories that are doing their own little bit. Um, you know, growing rugby league um, that you know, doesn't get the, you know, the 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 news of about you know the everyone talks about NRL and, and whatnot so but everyone loves the international game um, and everyone's you know doing our little bits um, and like I said there's so much opportunities out there uh, it's just people just gotta jump out of their comfort zone um, and and actually do it um, so with, with your your foot did you go after after that um, the the tour and that did you um, uh, go back to Scotland and play or um, just kept pro- progressing through the ranks. So, yeah, so I played a couple of different tournaments, rep tournaments, so you did home nations, England, Ireland, Wales, Scotland. Um, that was yep. the yearly thing, and then you have different regionals and, and things like that. I ended up um, playing under 21, so it'd be equivalent of um, Jersey Flag across there. Yep. So it was under 21s back then. Um, I was playing for Hawkingston Rovers, so I was sort of 18, um, sort of next thing, childhood club that I loved. Um, I was sort of playing in the sort of 21s for them. And um, I remember my actual first involvement as an 18-year-old. I think I took a carry and uh, Jamie Jones kicked Buchanan just hit me with a big yeah. shot I've ever had in my life. And I was like, <laughs> okay, welcome to Jersey Flag. Uh, so, yeah, so we were we were a bunch of, um, what was I going to say, we, we trained two, three times a week and we're playing against in the Super League Jersey Flag. Yeah, um, I remember like different ones where you're at, you're at Wigan and you're playing before a game and 
next thing you look around and there's 16,000 people watching and you're like, oh, this is, this is the experience of a lifetime. Um, unfortunately, at the end of that year, um, they decided to um, disband our squad just for financial reasons. Um, so I thought, hey, that first year I wasn't um, sort of dominant as a halfback then. Um, yep. I was thinking, oh, I've still got like two, three years at this level. Um, but still, like looking around, you, you kind of looking at these players and you're like, well, he's he's a gun, he's a gun. I'm not going to make a million dollars at this a year. Um, I mean, we had John Wilkin in our squad and then he, uh, that season he he was dominant. Um, he, he went on to play for England, for St. Helens, winning so many different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you, you're, you're around different people and just learning so much and realizing where you're kind of your skill levels are. And it was kind of one of those things as I, right, I'm going to go to university instead of trying to um, chase this dream where I'm not really going to be a full-time professional. Yep. Um, so that was, that was a, a, a new level, like a different angle for myself. Uh, I still, still went for a few years to university, uh, created a team there at university side. So uh, sort of university of Lincoln, uh, the Swans, um, so they didn't have a team at the time. So myself and a few guys got together and created a side, and um, yeah, it was it was pretty good. Um, again, about that off-field bonding. We weren't the best side, um, but it was about just getting on the footy field and, and playing games. Yeah. Um, so that that was that was my thing, and then um, so we had with that again the student game. So I was involved with the Scotland student side and. Again, that was the same thing. Home nations, England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales. Um, and that was, again, one of those things where just great memories, great experiences. And I think something that I didn't take part in, but I've seen since is the student World Cups. Just, yeah. I think they're great, a great experiences for these, these people who are getting involved in them. And even coming across here to Australia the other year, uh, I went out and watched a fair few games. And there's yeah. some very talented players who are at, university they've chosen that university pathway opposed to trying to chase that full-time player yeah um, so yeah and i mean you've had some players that are have sort of finished university and decided uh hey let's spend it instead of going a year backpacking they're going to go a year or two playing football across here or to france or wherever i think it's a great opportunity for those people and i know you've got some connections if people are finishing university that Hey, it sounds good having that support network, playing football overseas, and you've got teams there who can help you work and, and things. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's, it's great that um, it was, it was great they yeah, brought the um the university um yeah World Cup back. It, it was lost for a little while there during COVID period, but yeah, yeah I ended up playing um the two thousand and five. Um, yeah, student World Cup for Pacific Islands. Um, we were just a sort of a, a riffraff team that was um, brought in late, but yeah, it was just a great experience. Um, that was sort of my first experience of actually, you know, seeing different nations and understanding the, the international game because, yeah, we had Scotland head over, Ireland. Or th- both of them were in our pool, Scotland, Ireland um, and France. Um and then yeah, from from that tournament, there was, I've had a lot of different connections and mates that played in that tournament or against myself that you know, we didn't know at that time. Um, and then yeah, twenty years twenty years on, um, yeah, we, we we all we all link up. 
But yeah, there's op- opportunities out there. Um, yes, yeah, so any of those, um, you know, players that are going going to uni overseas and, and playing, um, you know, still opportunities for them to you know head to Australia or, or wherever and play the game. Um, yeah, there's, there's there's opportunities out there. Yeah, so after after the university, I um, a bit of a disaster stroke. Had the old um, knee injury. Like yeah, the old the old man in the pub. Or oh, when I was younger, my knee. I hurt my knee. Uh, but yeah, I ended up tearing my ACL. I didn't know the time, and I had a couple of weeks off. Went back playing and played three or four games. Um, which I remember one of the warm ups. Um, I was playing with a team back in Hull with my brother, um, and I was. Yeah, I was just struggling with the warm-up. I was like, I'm three or four painkillers before warm-ups. And I was just like, no, nah, yes. something's not right here. Um, went and got um, checked out. Obviously, yep. as the uh, the UK health system is a bit different to Australia. You have to wait your 18 months to uh, get yes. a reconstruction. So went through that. Um, reconstruction, first game back, did it again. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so with that, that was like, oh, I could keep trying to do this or... Oh, I can just kind of focus on coaching, which at that point I was I was coaching um, a team with my brother. Yep. So we'd gone back and we um, started a team. It was like myself, uh, my brother, and a, a probably four or five mates. And we were like, oh, let's let's see if we can start a team and, and play in the um, the summer conference back in the UK, which is what the UK did as as a big development um, competition. So which helped like the growth of the game throughout the whole of the UK. Yeah. Um, so we're in like a merit league where you you sort of have like ten teams and you organise your own fixtures. You decide to may as a group decide to play two or three games. You may decide to play twelve games, and then they worked off a kind of average points for and against, and how many points per game you earn. And yeah, so we we created it. We managed to get a team together, and um, again building on a really good camaraderie and really working for each other and got to the point where we're actually spending a lot of time away from training together and we're a huge bunch of mates and uh, just coaching and playing alongside my brother and and being being with him and my parents and yeah it got to the point where um, all my whole family were involved in um, sort of off the field um, which was great and then um the first year was was interesting. Like we we won some good games. We won. We got pumped some games, but we stuck together. We're working through it, and then um, the next year it just clicked, and um, we ended up winning the playoffs, winning promotion, and then we got promoted, and then we did that again like two years running, uh, just yes. the same bunch bunch of guys. Um, we were um, yeah, it was a really good um, organization. <laughs> Is is your brother still involved in the game? Um, funny enough, my brother's actually um, the last couple of years. He's um, sort of the last year and a half. He's got himself into coaching across back in England. He's coaching the under um, the six. <laughs> just one second. <laughs> Sorry, mate. My missus is just home. It's all good. Yeah. Just one second. Sorry about that, mate. Um, so yeah, so um, yeah, my brother's coaching across at Hockington Rovers. Um, nice. So he's doing doing some great work across there, um, working with some 
um, some of the youngsters coming through and we regularly touch base and uh, we, we talk about different things, um, different ways of they're doing stuff. We send each other videos of what we're, we're doing and yeah, we've got a really, really good relationship in, in regards to asking questions of each other and everything like that. Nice, nice. From uh, from there, did you um? So you, you did you stop playing then and just concentrated on on coaching? Yeah, so that was my, my main focus. I mean, I, I've been back a couple like one at like the odd game here and there. Um, yeah. I remember um, one game. I think one of our front rowers got injured, so I spent my whole career playing halfback, and then yeah, I ended up just going. Oh, I'll sit on the bench and um, I'll jump on and. Uh, Went in the middle just to, to rest one of the middles, and I was like, "Oh, this is so good! Mm-hmm. Um, I really love the that middle of the park and just focusing on really good line running and defense." Like I said, my game was built around defense, and yeah, that was that sort of that last last hurrah. And every year, still now, I get the old during preseason. I'm like, "Oh, do the warm ups? Like, oh, I could do one more, one more season, maybe." But yeah, the when you when you you're feeling old the next day, that's when you you realize that nah. I'm just going to focus on coaching. Yeah, yeah. So, so where 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 do you um end up um then coaching wise after um creating that team? Yeah, so I ended up um working a bit with Hawkingston Rovers, doing some of the Harold Matt stuff there. Yep. Um, nice. And funny enough, I was working with so I was an under 16s coach there, and the SG ball coach was uh Andrew Webster, who's the current. Jeez, yep. um, sort of Warriors and Coach of the Year. And yep. Yeah, I learned a, a hell of a lot there. Um, funny enough, when I was across here in Australia, I actually met up with him again when he was at the Tigers coaching the Jersey Jersey flag, and I lived yep. with him there again. I remember seeing seeing his face, and he comes run over like halfway through a training session and shake my hand, and he's such a, a great guy and such so passionate. Yeah, such a passionate person, and yeah, just a great opportunity to learn with him. And then, um, sort of a couple of years later, I did some stuff with Hull FC as well, and worked alongside Lee Radford. Um, so who spent on? He went and won the Challenge Cup with Hull FC, and then he's done some stuff with Castleford, and who's a Samoa assistant coach. Um, so yeah, so real good bunch of guys I was working with there at the same time as I was working as. Um, a sort of cover teacher, like a in-house yeah. supply teacher at a football high school in Archbishop Centremu in East of Hull. Um, very, very tough area, um, but loved their football. Really, really good um, bunch of kids who, yes, they weren't sort of suited to sitting in the classroom and listening to the lectures or anything like that, but they loved being out in the about in the fields and playing sport. Um yeah, we um, we got to the one year we um, got to the semi the semi final of the national cup as a group, and um, yeah, they were they were just just great. Um, you'd sort of speak to them, sort of away from the game, and yeah, they just everything they wanted to do was just be successful at football, um, especially in a tough area like they're at, where like very low social economic area, yeah. not a lot of um, Jobs and opportunities. Um, I think highest teenage pregnancy rate um, in Europe for a number of years. Um, sort of some of the biggest um, crime levels. Um, so really, really tough area, but really suited for that rugby league background, which our know, game seems to thrive in those areas. Mm. 
Um, but yeah, with that opportunity, um, one of the guys, uh, one of the coaches, he um, he decided that he uh, to link up with Mackay State High School. Um, yep. We uh, we ended up doing a, a three three month tour, so we took four of the boys. Um, Jeez, what, what what year was that? Oh, I'm trying to think what year that was. Uh, it was a fair few years ago. Um, sorry, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, we ended up um, going across there um, for three months. Um, yep. So it was during our summer holidays, so June, July, um, July, August, September. And yeah, the four guys went into uh, Mackay State High School, went into education. Um, joining part of that football program, and um, we had four from um, Outward Grange, and uh, yeah, it was just and um, four more from Castleford High School. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they're really sort of taking that time, learning about a football program and what it was like here, yeah. and having that opportunity for those guys that uh, didn't really have a lot of um, opportunity growing up. They sort of saw what it could be again having the opportunity to travel the world and meet different people and see different cultures. Um, I have since spoken to all four of them and all four of them have actually be, become successful. Um, one of them has become um, an engineer, um, a, like a, a scuba engineer where he's under, underwater doing yes. sort of stuff like that. Another one's got a ranch, um, sort of four or five houses that he's got like a rental that he rents sort of property for himself. Um, another one's joined the military, um, and is pretty successful in regards to that. Um, but yeah, it's just great opportunity to take these guys out of that environment and experience mm. something else. Um, but yeah, it was just the guys with there at Mackay were amazing. And that's probably one of the, the reasons why I'm across here now. Yeah. Um, just all of everyone was so welcoming and just so professional in what they did and, um, the way that they, they didn't just, these, these players on a scholarship weren't just hey you're a great footballer it's about being a better person they they expected these guys to if they see a fight in the playground they're expected to go and break it up if they see rubbish on the floor or a palm tree leaf on the floor is to pick it go out their way pick it up and put it in the bin and just those sort of um good people skills yep and that's just about that culture and environment that they're really focused and that's what they're really driven as a as a school um yeah it was it was really really sort of different and eye-opening to myself and a, and a lot of other people yeah. um and then while while i was there we actually got to um follow the cutters so um i was with um so anthony seabold was the head coach there yeah and um he was just again so welcoming another person so welcoming that they um just yeah happy to answer questions happy to um sort of explain things go out of his way to to explain um sort of the reason why they're doing things and and i remember going into his office and his he must have had about 12 different folders on the floor stacked full of notes and just seeing how organized he was and prepared for each each things and obviously you can see where he's come um, yep. Again, he was weirdly when I was playing um, 21s back at Hawkingston Rovers, he was in the first first team there. Yep. So it was one of those things that that small it's a small world, and you've got those connections around the world. 
Um, but yeah, looking at, so I've just had a bit of a Google there and looked at my history, and it's 2011 that was. So yeah, I, I, was, I was doing a bit of maths in my, in my head. Yeah. Because I, I, when I left um, yeah, Cutters and Mackay, that was yeah. 2010, and then yeah, Sebes, you come over um, yeah, after I left. And and when when Brams left and that yeah. as well, yeah. Um, with the Mackay, did that was there a couple of Mackay kids? Was there like a little program? Did Mackay go over to UK and that as well? Yeah, so they've actually continued that. So they came through the um, the next year and they came and um, they played a little tour. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I, I I was I was um yeah because I'm still mates with a lot of those those kids at the time and yeah. I'll, I'll shout out to Kelvin Nielsen. He was definitely yeah one of them that that went over and yeah I've seen that at at the time and um this was before you know my rugby league um yeah bug and journey uh, but when i seen the boys heading overseas like um yeah how how good's that um so yeah there's the rugby league your rugby league um yeah, is small um but yeah I, I definitely remember yeah the boys heading heading over to the uk yeah and i think part of it as well what i think was great is it wasn't just a case of uh, someone pumping all this money into both sides, traveling the other side of the world. Well, these kids had to actually earn them being out. So they'd, they'd organize yeah. fundraising events that whatever they needed to do to, to that's what it meant. It meant more. It, meant, it helped not just there to play football. It was about the, the drive. And that's possibly why those kids have gone on and are successful and they've got sort of life skills. Yeah, which translates. I mean, looking at some of their names, I mean, there's a there's a guy, Jan Billings, who is who's amazing. Yeah, I know, I know Jim, yeah. Jim, man. We had he, we had um, a lot of tussles. He was a hooker in that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a he's a small little fella as well, mate. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, he went. Yeah, he went to the UK. I remember that. Yeah, so he um, so they opened their helmet for me, and yeah, they were, like his mum was amazing. She was so welcoming and. I remember obviously coming from from the east of Hull, where it was pretty pretty rough area, and yes. I remember going there, a nice small town like Mackay, beautiful, and I was like standing there real awkwardly, going, "Oh, when do I when do I get my uh, key for the house?" And like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Well, to get in." They're like, "No, we don't we don't lock the house." I'm like, "What?" It's like, "No, you don't need to don't need to lock anything up here." And I'm like, "That whole concept was was different to me." Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's like even in that team, there's like a. I remember there's a guy Shannon Gallant who is in that squad. Yep, he was, yep. he was. Uh, I do. I've dealt with him a number of years. He lives around the corner from me, and it's just amazing that small world where, um, just how things how things progress, and you, you disappear from people, and then you yeah. come back together, and yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just yeah. Some of those guys, there's there's names and. Um, I've got a list in front of me, that team sheet this year, and just some of those names are bringing back memories. And mm. yeah, it's it's good to do that. But yeah, with that, um, obviously the three months has really opened my eye and eyes, and living in Australia and the difference in the culture. And it was one of those things that when you go back, you just realise what you um, sort of what's out there. Yeah, um, there's a lot of people I know have grown up in the same area and still hanging around with the same people I went to school with, doing the same job. And, yeah. and well, there's just the opportunity out there. And I think that's something that when I see all these vacancies and stuff coming up on 
social media and uh, for, for sports and you, you still dream of going, oh, if I was playing again, I'd love to take that. And that's there's plenty of opportunities on, on you and on sort of, yeah, what's out there. And you, you share lots of them, mate. So I think there's just the stories and hearing the people and, yeah, it's, it's yeah, that's, that's, that's life. Um, but yeah, so I went, went back to, to the UK and obviously instead of getting sunburned, walking to, to the school at seven o'clock in the morning, um, <laughs> went back to, to England and yeah, it's kind of nice little difference in weather and the different in sort of opportunities. And it just made me driven to, to want to come back to Australia. Um, so a few years later, I actually had the opportunity, um, they were looking for, um, volunteers. So they, they, they had the um, Festival World Cups across yep. in the UK in, um, I think it was 2013. Yep. And um, I put my name forward. I was like, oh, I've got a like, couple of weeks off, so I'll, I'll go there. And I remember um, getting a, one of some of the guys I worked with were with the Australian student side. And I was like, oh, that must be cool. They're all out on the beers and everything like that. And then I got given the Australian police national side um, that I'd be in camp with. I remember getting disappointed at the time, and uh, the probably is a couple of them that give me a bit, of, a bit of rubbish about this. But I was like, oh, "This is gonna be boring, old guys. They're just, <laughs> just gonna follow the rules and, and whatever." And I was so disappointed until they arrived, and um, they were so welcoming. They literally arrived. The first thing they remember, they were introducing themselves, and they're like, "Okay, um, where's where's the nearest gym?" I was like, "What do you mean the nearest gym?" They're like, "Oh, we want to get the flight out of our legs." And I was like, oh, okay, so we organized that. And then they came back after a couple of hours, and then it was like, all right, where's the nearest bar? And I was like, oh, like, here you are. And I'm like, no, you're coming with us. And they, they had, like, a polo shirt and everything for me. And just yeah. the way they treated me, I was, like, one of, the, one of the guys. And even to this day, from 2013, I'm still in contact with a lot of those players and a lot of the staff, just yeah. how well they've treated me and catching up with them and just – been involved in such a such a well organized professional group of people who are just committed to to they had a mission they had a goal as a group was that was to come to to the uk and win that that police world cup and and they did and there were some very talented players very talented players um so i was really surprised at that that um like you had scott donald who obviously yep. Huge lead rhinos player across yeah. there, and um, just yeah, some of the talented players and a lot of Queensland Cup players. Um, and just the way that they, they weren't just focusing on the field, it was about being a great person. And I remember, like, towards the back end of that, they were like, Come across to Australia, come and join the cops, you'll be a great person. You'd, you, you, the way you communicate, which I'm surprised there's not subtitles on this for, for some Australians, but. I think some of the English guys say I sound more Australian. Um, <laughs> and I'm kind of that stuck in between. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just a just a great squad of people, and um, to be involved with a, an amazing like win at like Headingley Stadium. Um, yeah, it was it was it was great. I mean, one of the guys, Matty Johnston, like I still speak to him a lot. Like such a talented player. One of those hookers that were just so fast, so quick. He's still playing and running around the day. Um, such a good person. And just, just I can't, most of the squad was so good. Um, 
I just that captain Mick Ryan was just amazing. He played yeah. for the Queensland yeah. Cup. Yeah, um, and a bit for the yeah, Broncos and that as well. Yeah, exactly, and just yeah, just across the park, they were just a great set of boys. And even now, when I when I see them, they just they've got time. They go out your way, and they spend as much time as they can talking to you and just genuinely asking how you are. And I think that's something that really sort of resonates with me and tries to be something that I want to try and focus more on is. I've been really, really genuinely interested in how people are feeling. Yep. Not just there. Hey, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. But actually, genuinely, how people are. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, um, yeah. After after that, um, your tournament. Did you stay back in UK for a little while, or did did you had great connections there, and then make the move to Australia? Afterwards, or yeah. So it was a period of time, and he's back at home, sort of twiddling your thumbs, and you're just. Just obviously the Mackay experience and the with the, the police national side experience it was something that I decided I was like, okay I want to I want to go across there and initially it was um, going to be like a year or two like the yep. backpacking holiday um, had the opportunity um, some connections with um, a team called Five Doc um, yep. Yep. They, they were they were a great club great set of people um and went across and sort of helped them doing a bit of coaching with them and helped some of their juniors um and with that that's when i sort of was linked up with west tigers and yep. i remember going down for one of the the training sessions and andrew webster's there and he sort of comes over in the middle of the training session they'll be like oh how are you doing how are you doing since hockey are and again just just a great person who's got plenty of time for people and just asking those questions and you're asking the questions and be like, Hey, why are you doing this? And it's like, Oh, because of this, 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 this. And they're really welcoming. And it's something that I'm trying to take, take from to, and it's something that I'm passionate about that I'm really, really happy to, to help and talk footy and um, all hours of the day. And yeah, just be really sort of present and with, with people that I'm talking to. Yep. Um, so yeah, so I did, did a bit there. Um, I did, a bit more with the West Magpies. Yep. Um, so I was working, doing a bit of one massive city shield there, um, which was a great experience. And um, funny enough, um, met my now wife of a number of years, who's he, well was a huge West Tigers fan back in the day. Um, I think the last couple of years has kind of sort of soured it a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's always good when you've got such a supporting wife who loves football and understands those those long hours and those long phone calls that you have with people or you're on a podcast for 45 minutes as she walks in from work and you really appreciate what she's doing for you to support you and the family um but yeah so it turns out that i got married and i'm, I'm here um now um so it takes like 2018 so i managed to do a bit of work with the um sort of the poland side um again that international aspect of yeah. So the opportunity and I remember watching when I was about 10 years old, the Emerging Nations World Cup was in the UK and I remember watching a few games um, and to be involved in something like that, I thought oh, I can't take take the hat off. I uh, can't take that to miss that opportunity. I'm working with um, Lee Addison and Alex Kowalski and Shane Young and great just off-field stuff and we had just a, a great group of players like, as you know, 
mm. been involved. Uh, we tried getting you across the board, mate, but you didn't didn't want to be a part of that. No, no, I could I couldn't afford afford to um, yeah. Yeah, head down to um yeah, Sydney at the time yeah. when my um I had to save up for a visa to bring my partner and kid to Australia. Yeah. That's that's literally yeah. but not yeah. going to emerging nations was yeah, that's one thing when I do retire is one regret I do, but I literally yeah, I wouldn't have been able to fly down. Um I literally yeah. I went bankrupt at the time, but yeah. things are all on the up now. But yeah, yeah, I was watch. I was watching online. Yeah, very jealous of everyone. Uh, and again, it was just another. Again, something that was a great experience. Just another, just lucky to, to to be involved with some amazing, amazing like people. Like how welcoming everybody was. And um, Lee Addison was. I learned a lot off Lee that that camp that um, yeah. that whole program. Like how how things were run. And obviously, you've seen how what he's been doing since with his his, his business. But um yeah i remember one of the the key moments was um we're in a room and everyone was really opening up about what it means to them to be polish and what happened to their grandparents and, yeah. and things like that and there was a lot of tears and there's a lot of bonding and it was just just making people want to work hard for each other and yeah. the connections that deeper connection it was it was amazing it was something magical and i think we knew we were going to go and go through that time undefeated I mean, it'd been good to if they balanced it where well, we could have had a crack at some of the top the top sides and the top tier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was a, it was an exciting experience and something that I'll never forget. Um, I've still got the jersey that with my with my name and details on the on the chest, um, and that's something that's going to be yeah something that's sort of I've learned a lot from. And something that I'm really, really passionate about is that international football. And again, we, we go back to people traveling and what they can get from the game, but also not just where they can go. It's learning about who they are and where they're from and about their, their, their sort of the history of their family and, and what it means to be like sort of have heritage. And, and yeah, there's, there's a lot of, I know we talk a lot about identity and, and men's health right now and mental health and, and something that being a bit more aware of who you are and where you're from gives you that bit of connection yeah. um, to, to other people. And, and something that we've tried to, with the Ukraine set up now is we've really, the first sort of 40 minutes of each section, we're focusing on the cultural backgrounds and learning who, who they are and what their grandparents did and the language and history and that connection together. And you can see the players automatically bond. Mm. That's something that really learned a lot about at that Emerging Nations. Um, but yeah, so that was a, a great experience winning that, winning that tournament. And, um, and I spent three years coaching first grade down at Minigong Lions um, in the Group yep. 6 competition. Um, again, it's something that when, when we took over, they, they spent a couple of years at the bottom of that ladder. Um, it's something that I saw an opportunity. I watched a few games and I remember going to speak to them and um, one of the, the youth coaches who I knew had a chat with them and, and yeah, we went and, and met and I spent three years there. It was a very successful, something that's really probably one of the proudest moments is, is to be involved with those guys of, literally punching above our weight and yep. making the finals and um, just focusing on local players. 
Um, again, just building that camaraderie and, and working for each other. And um, we didn't have, we're sort of full on country opposed to those people on the edge of the city. And we didn't have yep. the, the, the financial budget to attract these ex NRL players or players from out of the area. Um, and we really, really punched above our weight with, with the juniors coming through and um, sort of my assistant coach and reserve grade coach, um, Billy Hayward, um, he was part of the juniors and we created um, a sort of junior senior program. It's something that really, really resonated to help that transition from the juniors to the seniors and allow those junior like kids to come along and, and watch, take part in training sessions of like mixed in and like our players being so welcoming and then sort of asking questions and then behind the scenes uh, of like halftime and before a game and just help that transition from juniors through to seniors. But I think what was, was good was not just the football. We, we had like workshops where was, we had someone come in to talk about strength and conditioning and then at night it was about nutrition. And then we're talking about mental health and, and looking after sort of relationships with, with other people and then, yeah, it was just a, all around, for lack of a better word, holistic view of um, helping their development. Even if they decide, hey, senior football is not for me, yeah. they've got something out of this junior senior program. And um, and that's something that we were really, really successful and helped a lot of those youngsters transition through. Um, some may have spent a year or two away from the game, but they've, they've gone back and they're playing. So, yeah, it's something that I really enjoyed, everything we did there at Mittagong. Um I remember, I said, my wife was very supportive. You, you spend those Monday nights doing the video review. Tuesday, yeah. you're at training. Wednesdays, he's like planning for Thursday session. Thursday night's training. And Friday night's your only real night that you've got with your with your partner. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching her play netball on a Saturday, and that's probably our week, football on Sunday. So, and then preseason, it was all, oh, I've got to find these players. I've got to do reviews. And, yeah, so having a, a really, really supportive partner who, who understands football and sort of yeah, it just just makes things so much easier. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, with coaching, yeah, it is a to do it properly. Um, yeah, it is a seven day uh, a week job. Um, and yeah, you, yeah, there's so much stuff behind the scenes that your players don't realise, or even until you do get into coaching, the amount of work um, that you do behind the scenes for for the players. Um, yeah, from from video and, and everything like that, um, and the the one ones with with players, and yeah, you lock another parent for them, as well. So having that um, support from your partner definitely makes things um, yeah a lot easier. Um, so h- how did you get into with the Ukraine rugby league? Um, you know, you've got that the tournament this com- uh, this weekend coming up, but um, yeah. Yeah, how how did you get into that? And um, how's it all building? How will you um, yeah, shape this weekend, and um, and then also, you know, anything else that you want to add, and where can pl- players and sponsors contact you? Yeah, so I've always been, like I said, a big passionate um, sort of passion of mine is watching sort of international football. I'm, I'm yep. someone who uh, I'll be up at three o'clock in the morning watching Norway v Greece on YouTube or um, sort of Polish games or even just recording stuff. Like I, I just love, love the, the game and, and seeing people like that grassroots and um, helping anywhere I can. And I remember actually a few years ago, there's the 2018 World Cup qualifications. Um, it was 
Ukraine v Greece, and you could see the the Greece had a couple of guys, um, sort of three or four players who were were top level. Yeah. Um, across here that flying across, but Ukraine were all actually Ukrainian based players, and I think the difference in intensity to start the game was a bit of a slow start from them, but the tenacity and the way that they they sort of responded, the way that they lost by two points to the Greece before, Jeez. which um, with a full Ukrainian side um, was something that stuck in the back of my mind. And um, it was only um, sort of a year and a bit ago when they, they put a post out um, because of the war and, and things going on that, yep. um, that they were looking for people of heritage to um, sort of get involved and try and sort of because of, um, obviously, what's going on that they don't know if they've got the players or what's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I sent Arta Marty Sersian. Sorry, apologies about his pronunciation of his surname. Um, Arta um, an email, a bit of a bit of a sort of explanation about like I don't have Ukrainian heritage, but I'm more than happy that I want to try and help out in any way I can. And seeing sort of the um, the toughness and of the Ukrainian people of what they were doing and what's happening in their country. But yeah. to still have, like this year, that they've managed to have three nine-a-side tournaments in the country, um, which were on YouTube, like recording and everything like that. And, um, and have an under-19s team uh, all across the European under-19s, like sort of last year. Like They're doing some amazing work, despite obviously a country being at war. Yeah. Something like that. It's like pretty inspirational and something that, hey, no matter what way I can can help, um, I'd like to get involved. And um, yeah, so speaking of Ardo and um, a champion guy called Mark Gervin across here, um, who's who's managing our um, heritage program, um, they 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 were keen enough for me the opportunity to get involved. Um, so yeah, so. I'm working alongside um, a guy called Kevin Deedon, who's um, across in the UK. He's the head yep. coach. Um, so I'm assistant coach of the head so- uh, the national side, but head of the heritage section across here. Yep. Um, and alongside that, they actually offered me the opportunity um, with my NRL development background. So I spent three years working for the NRL as a development officer. Um, sort of some of that was part of coach education and, and helping the growth of the game. Um, they put me, sort of announced me as head of the coach education for Ukrainian coaches. So I'm part of a WhatsApp group and we're going to do some um, sort of Zoom calls and education of like match reviews and what they've done really well in regards to the nines, what to be looking out for um, and breaking down certain games and and sort of um, highlighting sort of questions that they may have. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 been a great experience where they're actually they're responding to you. Yes, Google Translate really really helps at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, so using some sort of YouTube cutting software and you send in across like a, a thirty or sixty second clip and yep. explain what's what someone's doing well or using a whiteboard and and really really helping and and um, yeah, it's it's some of the questions and the responses have been really good. They're picking up things really well and they're really appreciative. Um, they're really, really dedicated in, in, in learning and asking questions. And um, Art is doing a great job across there. I mean, obviously yeah, before the war, they, they had the, 
these sort of known teams and they've even got 12s, 14s, 16s playing rugby league games, um, tournaments like this year. Um, it's a it's a great opportunity for a growth of the game there. And I mean, like obviously if it wasn't for the war, it'd be, be even more exciting. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's, it's something that, especially in that Eastern European section, I mean, Serbia are doing some amazing things and to hopefully – replicate some of the things that they do in it in the ukraine would be would be amazing and mm. obviously just across the border poland have, have really started picking their things up and obviously you're looking towards the west you've got more of like germany and the netherlands and norway doing some amazing things and um i think it's just something that yeah it's just 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 great for the for these people across there that um and that's something that we, we wanted to be trying to avoid. Um, yeah. You've seen it where you just get like a stack of um, 20 Australian boys or UK-based guys with heritage and you go across there and dominate like their selection process. Yeah. It's it's not about that. This is about these people connecting to the heritage. Like I said, we spoke about um, the first 40 minutes about their heritage and what it means to them and about their family backgrounds and, and things like that. But it's all about assisting the growth of the game there. There's no point just pulling a team of 20-based Australians and then getting together once or twice a year. Yep. It's about supporting what they have there and and teaching them and, and passing on information. I know the, the Polish side did that the last couple of years where they've gone across with, with coaches and Kowalski yeah. and um, Harisika and he ended up, obviously staying out there and got invited to go and play and represent the national rugby union side. Um, and to pass on what you learn into the schools or the juniors and, and help the growth of the game. I mean, above all, like with the name of your, your podcast, Growing Rugby League, it's what we want. We want it to be a world game where it's not just Australia, New Zealand, England that are winning. Like as much as it pains me to say, like England at the World Cup, hey, I loved having somebody else in the, in the final. Mm. Like anyone but Australia, really. I think <laughs> it's great for the game. Yeah, yeah. The more, the more, the more countries playing the game, um, and and look, just the more countries actually seeing the game, um, and getting introduced to it, um, it's, it's all all doing you know positive things. So, um, you know, there, there's so many passionate people, um, out there globally within all these different little little nations and big nations. Um, you know, one day, um, we'll just look at, we'll just look at when you talk about with Poland, how much they've grown over the years and when they first got in touch and then how big Serbia's gotten and, and we've done the podcast with Montenegro Rugby League and there's all these you know, nations out there that you wouldn't know that there is Rugby League and, um, all it takes is just for one person or, or someone, um, from a new, from a new nation or whatever to, um, get things started. Um, and that's where, you know, with myself and others out there to, to assist with exposure and, and other things, um, you know, it, it is great. So it's, the more, more countries playing, um, yeah, the better. And all these emerging nations um, tournaments and other little tournaments that doesn't get the headlines um, that NRL and, and other competitions get. Um, yeah, that's where we, where, where we try and, you know, promote that. Um, and um, yeah, spread spread the gospel of what everyone else is doing. So, h- how are you? Um, uh, you're looking for this this weekend? 
So yeah, so it was a great transition you did there from the imaginations um, into. So the last couple of years, it's the the Heritage Rugby League Association has been formed here in in New South Wales. Yeah. Um, so it's a group of of the, the nations supported by New South Wales Rugby League that um, have taken over. It used to be the Cabramatta International Nines. Yeah. Um, but now it's the Harmony Nines, run by the Heritage Rugby League and New South Wales Rugby League. Um, so th- this weekend, it's actually doubled in numbers from last year's event. Um, so they've actually changed it to two days. So um, we at this stage, is, it's our first sort of um, competition. Yep. So we're playing um, on the Saturday. Um, we've had two really, really good training sessions. Um, I'm really, really, really happy with, with um, the, the guys, the way they bought in and the, just the energy and enthusiasm and like just talking to people about how they're so excited to um, to be involved. Um, they were really sort of um, something that we wanted to, to them to all do when we announced the squad um, yesterday. Yep. Um, that they all were aware of what their family's um, Ukrainian surname were and where they were from, and um, they can actually talk about their family history. Mm-hmm. So it's something that we wanted to do instead of, hey, this person, Alex Berger. It's Okay, Alex, what's your what's your surname? Your, your Ukrainian surname, and he's he's well aware of his surnames and Hatlar, Halobla, um, and the region that they're found are from. Um, it's something that they've really gone out their way to, to to understand and learn, and I think it'll help. Again, we talk about connection with each other, but connection to the game, connection to representing their country. Yeah, um, and it's something that. Yeah, we're, we're excited to see. Um, what's what's really been really, really good is um, we've got a couple of players who have been unavailable to play for us because of injury. Yep. Um, and they're actually gone and done the league safe course so they can help run water for us. So we've got a couple of boys. Um, so we've got like Zane Solovinsky wilkins who's playing for the West Tigers jersey flag, did his ACL halfway through the season. Um, so he's going to come down and run some water for us. He qualifies. And um, Owen and Horomo, sorry, apologies, um, from Canberra Raiders, SG Ball, and his Uri are coming down uh, just, just to, to support. Um, but squad-wise, I'm I'm pretty um, pretty excited how, how we go. We've got a really good balance of um, youngsters. With some really really talented young young players, um, and a couple of the older heads, um, and yeah, it's 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 good. Um, unfortunately, um, Jet Cleary, so Nathan younger brother, was yep. was committed, but fortunately, he's already got a pre-booked um, flight to Bali on Saturday um, for schoolies, him and his yes. friends. So unfortunately, he's missing out, but. Um, yeah, he's he's committed for some. We're looking for under thirteen aside games in the next couple of months. Nice, uh, but he's committed to playing there, and obviously the big name and um, Hudson Young's younger brother, Jaden. Yep, um, he he's playing this Saturday. Uh, he's from the Cessna Goanas. Yep, um, but yeah, we've got a, as I say, got a real good bunch of of guys that are really balanced um, across the park. Um, someone who. Just shows you the commitment. I mean, we've got two guys coming coming from um, Melbourne, flying in um, to play this weekend. So we've got um, Victor Teresco, who's playing for the North Sydney Bears, but he's been gone, gone back down to uh, Melbourne. And then because of the weekend, he's decided to fly back up here. 
um, and another guy, uh, Kalani Perispolo. Um, he's from actually the South Australia Rugby Union team. Um, him and his dad are flying up. Um, and just that commitment levels, we're just, we're just keen. Yep. So they've done a lot of study online. So just the calls and the plays and talking online in the group chat. Um, so, yeah, we'll be, we'll be keen to, to see how we go. Um, but, yeah, I mean, somewhat, there's a few, a few younger ones that I'm, I'm keen to see. Yeah. Um, a few sort of, um, what's the word? Um, good back rowers, young back rowers that we've got. We seem to have a plenty of good back rowers um, and, and halfbacks. So there's like Ben Edwards, who's from the Maitland Pickers, is a really good, talented halfback. Um, and then Phoenix Deef from Manavale uh, Raiders. Yep. Um, 18 years old, but he looks and sounds like he's 26. Like he's just great physique, great, just great line running, and just committed to to the group. So I'm I'm excited to see how we go. I mean, as anything, you go into a tournament, you don't know what the opposition is, but I'm just looking for a, a great performance from our boys and the way they've connected really, really well. I'm I'm, I'm expecting some good things, some good performances. Yeah. Um, yep. And above all, I mean. Ideally, we want to go and win this, win the comp. Everybody would say that, but for us, it's it's giving these guys the opportunity to to represent the the country, the heritage, and um, hopefully be in the shop window for the World Cup qualifi- qualification in the next couple of years um, when the international federation decide to sort that out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's part of um, what the sort of these guys have, have they've put the work in for each other and that's what's exciting they're, yeah. they're, really, they're really buying in and something that i wanted them to do is i wanted them to pick the, their own captain so i went around and spoke to them about who they thought should be captain and um, we actually had five people on the same number of votes and i think that shows and that includes some 18 year olds so there's two a 17 year old and 18 year old in that in that group of five that were selected uh, i think that just shows you what they think of each other as a group um, that there's so many leaders, um, and that's what well, that's what's exciting. And what's what's also good is we've had some um, so we're a company A plus contracting and polywelding from up in Maitland. Um, so they've come on board to help with sponsorship, and they've helped us with a full kit, um, polo shirts, and and everything like that um, for for the tournament. Um, they've, they've just been great. They've really supported us really well uh, on the field. Yep, yep, yeah. And so, look, all those players, you know, they, they, yeah. look, always talk about, you know, the end goals. Yeah. Um, so them getting, you know, them playing, um, you know, is, is creating a legacy uh, for Ukraine Rugby League. Yeah. It's all positive exposure and, um, and it means something for them and their family um, as well. So hopefully, you know, with you playing and, um, and even with this podcast as well, you know, get more you know, players and sponsors and um, yeah, anyone of interest to, to help build Ukraine Rugby League and um, in Ukraine um, over in the, the homeland over there and that as well. So it's all positive ex- exposure and, um, yeah, you're doing doing great things. Look, like I say, to, to everyone, we, we can speak for um, yeah, about Rugby League um, yeah, forever. Um, but, yeah, just... Two last little things. I just want to uh, a shout out for MSC Concrete Constructions um, as a sponsor of our, our podcast. Who are you know growing rugby league? 
um, mscconcrete.com.au, projects across southeast Queensland, central Queensland, and a strong focus um, in the Sunshine Coast region. Um, you know, we've got our growing rugby league uh, rebounder balls um, here here now. So uh, we got MSC Concrete Constructions who, who um, yeah, sponsored that. So it's a wicked design. Um, you'll see it on uh, reboundable.com. Um, if there's any other sponsors or your partners out there, um, you're keen to um, you jump on board um, the, the, the SRAM Rugby League you know, family, you don't hesitate to get in touch. And um, you know, all the podcasts are on uh, yeah, growingrugbyleague.com um, and on Spotify and Spotify for, for podcasts. Um, yeah, is there anything else you want to uh, say, Legend, um, regarding Ukraine Rugby League? Um, or, or your journey, or where people can contact yourself and Ukraine Rugby League. Um, first, I just want to thank you for your work, mate. I mean, I mean, you do some amazing work for people away from the ground, um, sort of in the game around the world. I mean, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of connection with those people starting the game in Africa and just all over the world, mate. I think you do a, a smashing job, and just a shout out to all those people who are actually doing stuff like the, the yeah. volunteers. Um, literally around the world um, in, in a country. Sometimes it may it may seem like you're the only one that wants to, to take part and you're battling uphill, but there's people out there, there's people like myself, like Shrams, there's people everywhere that would happily give advice or help out wherever we can. Um, for Ukraine Rugby League, I think it's just some of the work that those guys are doing, especially under tough conditions, um, I think that's just inspiration. Um, not just that, but anyone who's just doing it tough around the world um if anyone wants to obviously we're looking still looking for increasing our pool of heritage players and um, players yep. across the board it could be um touch tag um union whatever coming across um with ukrainian heritage they can get in touch with us at ukrainian heritage rl at, at gmail at gmail.com apologies yep. um or ukraine rugby league on social medias um just get in touch with us that way um, but yeah, I just want to thank thank you, mate, and thank your wife for being understanding. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, your, your wife um, and that as well. So you appreciate pre- appreciate your time, um, and you keep keep growing rugby league legend. And I'll have all the details for um, yeah, anyone to you contact yourself in Ukraine rugby league um, with everyone out there. There's opportunities in the rugby league world. Um, if anyone needs any assistance within anything rugby league wise, you yeah, don't hesitate to get in touch. But yeah, just everyone, just yeah, keep kicking goals and yeah, growing rugby league. Cheers, mate. Thanks for your time. Nice. Catch up.